And as I mentioned earlier, the Life Education Trust, an organisation that provides health education to young people, says young vapors are consuming as much nicotine as someone smoking a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. They say schools are crying out for help because they're dealing with young people with full-on dependency issues and it's becoming an epidemic. So in response to growing calls from concerned parents and educators, the Asthma and Respiratory Foundation New Zealand yesterday launched Spotlight on Vaping. It's a series of videos which are designed to be conversation starters about vaping. And Foundation Chief Executive Letitia Harding joins me now. Thanks so much for being with us, Letitia. Good morning. Good morning. So is the situation getting worse with our teens and vaping? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. You know, all of the surveys uh, show that there's this upward trend and a steep upward trend of teenagers vaping. uh, and, And it is a big concern. Well, I mean, you only have to talk to school principals to hear how it's become so prevalent. I mean, I, you know, my kids are at a school where they put some cameras in a toilet, not in cubicles. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was that was the extent that they had to go to. Yeah, I mean, we did the um, AFNZ and Secondary Principals Association survey um, last year, and that came out and showed that 27% of those reported vaping in the past seven days, so this is secondary students, and the big concern was 80% of those were actually vaping at high nicotine levels, so we're talking about 24 milligrams to 50 milligram vape pods. So what kind of impact is nicotine having on these kids, children, teenagers? Yeah, I, I think a lot of them don't realise that nicotine is actually it's a highly addictive substance. It's actually in the top five most addictive substances. Uh, and I think that's what they don't realise is the amount of nicotine in these vape products and, you know, how rapidly you can become dependent on them. And, you know, that's a huge issue. If you go back to the whole playbook of big tobacco, you know, they, they would say, the executives would say they weren't in the business of um, tobacco, they were in the business of nicotine because that's what keeps people coming back. And what impact then does that have on their schooling? And what problems does that create for schools? Well, especially for youth and the developing brain, we know that it can have uh, issues on attention and just irritability, having that nicotine dependence where they're having to get out of class to go and have a vape in the toilet. You know, we, we hear of parents who, you know, their kids are getting up in the middle of the night to have a vape or a vaping before school, vaping at all the breaks. I mean, this is, this is really disruptive. Why has it become so popular? Is it because teenagers, you know, are under the impression that it doesn't have the carcinogens that were in, you know, that are in a cigarette which cause cancer? It's, it's safer for them. It's, it's okay to use. Yeah, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, that perception that it's safe to use is what they've been hearing about, um, you know, from, from some people in the public health sector, that it's a lot safer than smoking. And, of course, for teenagers, you know, what they hear is safer than smoking. Um, and I think that's been a, a big problem. They don't realise the high nicotine levels in them. And, um, and you know, it's just that whole normalisation. It's very marketable. Um, you know, we know it's been marketed towards youth. And, of course, it, it took off uh, in that sector way before we had any regulations around uh, being 18 to buy these products. You know, it was only until November of 2020 that you could buy them under the age of 18. So, you know, we've been slow to regulate it. It's been marketed to teens. It's highly addictive. And, um, and the perception is that it's, so much safer. What advice do you have for parents who, you know, we just spoke to a parent before whose 17-year-old son has been using a vape for a couple of years and, you know, she's tried everything and been to GPs and, you know, trying to educate him and things. I mean, what can parents do? 
Yeah, it, it is frustrating. And uh, we don't have, from what we're hearing out there, we just don't have the resources um, from the ministry around kids who are dependent on these nicotine products now. You know, we have quit line for smoking, but certainly parents have gone to that for their kids who are addicted to vapes and there's nothing out there. Um, so I think the, the first thing is just really to start talking to your kids about it. We, we've even heard from, um, you know, intermediate level. So, you know, eight, nine, ten-year-olds, we've got parents saying that their, their kids are vaping. So I think you've got to talk about it. You know, go on to the website that we put out, um, which has some really good, clear information that you can have those conversations about and also have a look at the Spotlight on Vaping series that we released. And what's that website, Letitia? So that's www.dontgetsuckedin.co.nz. Why aren't we regulated like Australia? It just, it seems to me that we've just really let things go and we thought we'd just see how things pan out and deal with it later. Seems to have been the approach to vaping. And you, you could see a mile away. Anyone who's got a teenager would, could, could, could have told you, oh, that's going to look good. That's going to look attractive. I'm going to give that a whirl. Look, we sat down in 2017 with the ministry. I think I probably had about three or four different meetings with the ministry saying that, um, you know, along with our respiratory physicians, our scientific advisory board representatives saying, this is a problem. We've seen what's happened in the States. We need to clamp down on this. We need to get on top of it. Um, And, you know, it, it wasn't listened to. So for us, it's really frustrating and, and, and it's great to be working with the Life Education Trust with their secondary um, their secondary schools program but, but it's also once again frustrating to be sitting in the audience watching these shows going how did we get here when mm. we, we said this was an issue way back then uh, And look, you know, have you had reports, are you seeing increases in asthma and respiratory issues to, to do with vaping? There's certainly been, uh, there's certainly scientific evidence out there that it does exacerbate or make asthma symptoms worse. It also talks about secondhand vaping for asthmatics. That can lead to asthma attacks as well. So there's, there's enough literature out there to know that vaping is harmful. It does have harmful effects. Um, and while you want to compare it to be, um, you know, less harmful or safer than smoking, vaping on its own and for use is not um, without harm, and we need to make sure we're getting that message across to our youth. Letitia Harding, thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, Letitia is the CEO of uh, Asthma and Respiratory Foundation New Zealand.